0: guys so much for coming out and stuff. I tell people a lot, if I wasn't the past year, I probably would have came. I love you. <laughs> and maybe we can be honest. Right? You guys are awesome though. Um, I kind of want to repent to everybody openly first. <laughs> it's not that bad. I don't, <laughs> I've said that before and it's bad. I'm like, this isn't that bad. But um, probably... Probably like, probably two years ago, I think it was what it was. I was getting all kinds of like revelation and stuff. It was when I was kind of first learning how to preach and stuff. But there was nobody coming to polls. It was like in all, a couple people coming every now and again and stuff. And so it was hard for me to share revelation because I was like, nobody, there's only three people here. So it was like diminishing what God was doing in me because of what I was seeing, you know. And and so I'd get all excited, hoping that there was going to be like 15 or 20 people there, and I I get there and there'd be like three, and I'd be like, I'm not going to just spill out all this glorious revelation for three people. <laughs> and then I finally realized that, that like that's not good. Like that was not a good heart to have. And so I just started asking the Lord. I was like, Lord, just like whatever is whatever insecurities in me that are you know like causing me to to not share and not just like you know let everything loose just make me blind to the numbers and you know not be afraid of people's faces and all that stuff and I had so much breakthrough in that and um, there, I mean this is years ago and so and I've been doing this for a while now. And so this past week I was like doing dishes and stuff and um, the Lord spoke to me and just yeah right. And it just said like my roommates, our ex-roommates are like yogurt. Anyways, uh, <laughs> anyways, I was doing dishes and um, the Lord spoke to me and he said, I want you to stop saving for those that aren't there and start celebrating those that are there. Come on now. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, I I've thought that like, because I mean, I could I be honest with you guys. If there's two people, I mean, many of you guys have met with me one-on-one, same stuff that I preach up here is what I say in a one on one meeting. It's the exact same. I don't I don't I don't have that fear anymore. I don't really feel like I have that insecurity anymore. And so I don't I don't feel I think I think what it really is is because I am like a person that is full of vision, I can see stuff a long way away and, and it excites me and I get all pumped and I get so excited about that. And that I think I kind of forget to celebrate all of you guys sometimes. And I know I've like honored you guys for, before for being here and stuff, but I just really do. I want to like let you know I'm super repentant in my heart for that, and I just want to honor all of you for being here. I know that like it's super cold outside, it's like all kinds of snow, and you guys came here to be a part of this family and be in this house, and I just want to honor you guys and celebrate you for being here, and thank you so much. Cause you know I mean, if, if we were all. Like, you know I mean if, if, like my team showed up and we had our staff meeting, and you know just truth be told no don't take this the wrong way i love that you guys are here this is what makes it fun but the team that i have if no one showed up we would be kicking it in that little circle right there praying for one another having a grand time like i mean so like it's it's not that but it does it is so cool to like have people here that want to listen to us and you know want to be a part of this family and stuff and um i've seen both sides of it where no one came and there's been a lot of people there and all that kind of stuff. But I just want you guys to know that you're so celebrated in my heart. And I'm definitely seeking the Lord how to show that better. Because I have no clue. I'm not real emotional. But, but I do. I love you guys like a lot, a lot. And thank you so much. So, I'm repentant. I'm repentant in my heart right now. It's a big deal. So... Um, Tonight, because we don't have a lot of time, i That's so weird for me to say. I don't think I've ever in my life. Well, uh, this this past Tuesday, we had a. Um, who wants who to put out this weekend? Woo! Praise God, all you guys were there. That was so much fun. We had a blast, and um, it was so funny because Chaney and Isaac came up to me and Passion City's worship team. Just about all of them are gone right now. I mean, they're all out of town. And so Nick, their worship leader, came to Isaac and Cheney and was like, can you please help me? And they were like, yeah, of course, we'll help. So Cheney comes up to me and he's just like, dude, we're going to be on stage for four hours straight. And I was like, we do that every Saturday. And he started thinking about it and he was like, you're right, we do every Saturday. And And so for me to say that like I don't have very much, that's so weird for me because I don't if we ever have to actually do like a Sunday morning service, we are going to have a lot of transition <laughs> stuff going on. That's going to be crazy. Anyways, so um, I don't have a lot of time, so I'm not going to share, but I just want you guys to know in the coming weeks, um, actually, I got some stuff I need to announce, I'm sorry, but um, in the coming weeks that I get to speak, we have a whole new um, schedule set up at Pulse. Like this is... Jeremy, I think, has... This is the first time ever, ever. It, it's right there. You know it's ours. It's all doodled on and stuff. Like, it, I mean, like, we send out emails. every. For the first time ever in the history of Pulse, we have a speaking schedule. Like, something is scheduled. Like, like we, like people know what they're going to do when they get here. This is a big... I know it doesn't sound like much, but that's a huge thing for this house. And, um... Anyways, um... So we have some people coming in as well as people on our team are going to begin speaking more in polls. So it's going to look a lot like I'm going to start having about two weeks out of every month where I'm the one speaking, and then the rest of that, there's going to be a guest speaker every month, and there's going to be one person from our team every month. This is all completely subject to change, but um, next week. Tell everyone you know, this is going to be amazing. A guy named Nathan Blouse. Have any of you guys heard of him? Some of you guys have? The guy's incredible. How many of you have ever heard of like Sozo, inner healing, all that kind of stuff? It's it's really, really good stuff. Well, Nathan doesn't do any of that stuff. He's not a, he's not a Sozo guy. He's not like a, that kind of whatever. But he's, he's big time into inner healing. And Nathan... Um, through his own journey of like, you know, receiving healing from the Lord, all this kind of stuff, he's kind of developed his own um, way of ministering. And there's been several accounts with Nathan of people going into sessions with him with serious, serious damage, serious, serious problems, going through a couple hour session with him and coming out and forgetting why they went in like completely forgetting that there was an issue or that there was something wrong. And you know, people get kind of weird and like, you're getting brainwashed, blah, blah, blah. Well, for me, I think our brains need to be washed every now and again, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, there's been stuff that's gone on and just in the scientific thing, you know, you have neural, path, neural pathways in your mind, like your brain stores stuff that you don't know about. How many of you guys have ever been walking and you're like, oh man, I remember that one time you know what, you don't think about it all the time, but your brain has stored things. You know that the, the brain stores good, this is all science, it, the brain stores good things and it also stores really, really bad things. I mean, you guys have had something traumatic happen before that you haven't thought about in years and then all of a sudden something triggers it and you're like, oh my God. The brain stores things. Well, what Nathan has done is he's figured out how to find that stuff out, introduce it to the Holy Spirit and get rid of it, get stuff healed and um so he's coming next saturday he's going to be speaking at pulse and so tell everybody you know he's an awesome awesome guy we've got Shalise from prayer mountain coming in in january katherine tune from mountain. jamie eagle is going to be here in um march um i think myron i don't know when he's coming we have a schedule of all that kind of stuff um subscribe to our newsletter and you will get a copy of, of guest speakers and all that kind of stuff um all these things are happening really super cool stuff but I said all that to say the Lord has really really been putting some stuff on my heart that I feel like we're going to be talking about for a while and um, I don't really want to unveil that yet I'm still kind of processing how I want to put it together because um, I kind of want to go deeper into some of it um, how many of you know God is like extremely vast you know what like guys why did he create the earth why for us, the whole thing. The stars, the, the galaxies, all these kinds of things, that, all of that. And some people believe that there are life on other planets, all that kind of stuff. Fine, whatever, but they're there for us. You know, there's there's definitely absolutely life in the ocean, but you know what? That life that's there that lives totally separate from my life is actually a life meant for me. And I was sitting, um, I was at um my fiance got a spray tan, because she had like oh, horrible tan lines from Africa. (laughs) And she wanted to see what it would look like if she got one of those before our wedding all this kind of stuff. Anyways, so she's in there getting this spray tan or whatever and there's a little aquarium sitting next to me. I'm like looking at Facebook doing nothing, you know, not paying attention to anything. And I look over and there's this little fish in this thing and it's like swimming around and there's other fish and it's like... This was a Nemo fish, by the way. It was freaking cool. And so it's like doing there, there's all these fish and they're like swimming out. And I see this other fish like come up out of this thing and go back down. And I'm kind of just like, like, I don't know if you guys do this, but I can get lost like real quick. Like forget where I'm at and be like, like that just happens to me pretty often. And so I'm like in this aquarium, like thinking about the fish and like, I mean, I'm sure I looked, like, not right. You know, I'm, like, I'm, like, staring at this thing, and I'm and I'm looking at these fish, and I'm just like, man, this is kind of sad. Like, they have this, like, huge ocean, like, made for them, and that's where they were meant to swim and live and stuff, and we've got them all in this little thing so we can just look at them. And then I started thinking, I was like, that's not true, because they were made for us. We're not made for them. So, the Lord says, Whoa. the first thing He says is, let us make man in our image. Let's do all this kind of stuff. And so, the earth is null and void, has without form, and then He says, let the waters cover the earth. So the waters cover the earth. And then the land comes. And then He says, let the creatures inhabit the water. So all these creatures go in, and you know that there is, a, the, the like depths of the ocean that we can't even see. We cannot see. We haven't been able to get down that far and it's so dark there. But all of that vastness was made for us, so there's a depth that we cannot even see, that we cannot even fathom, that we cannot even get a glimpse of that was made for us. You guys figure out I'm laying down? There's a depth in God into who He is, and into His wildness, wild, absolute, abundant goodness towards us that we can't even see. That we can't, we can't even get a glimpse of yet, but it does not mean that it's not there. When I first, I, I, this was the very first message I ever preached in church. It's, it was I was terrified because stuff just started coming out of my mouth and I didn't know what I was saying. And I was like, <laughs> I'll never forget that morning. Dan came up to me and was like, are you ready? And I was like, <laughs> yeah. and I had no idea what I was going to say. It was the scariest thing ever. But anyways, I, I remember, and some of you guys, how many, how many of you guys are from here? You're actually from Colorado Springs. Wow, that's that's more than I've ever seen in a room together. You guys, are, you should hang out. That, like, that never happens. Every time I'm like, who's from Colorado Springs? Everybody's like, I've been here a couple years, but, you know, like, it's, it's extremely rare. And I'm from Texas, you know, and so, like, when I came up here, I remember driving into, like, we came through New Mexico, and there were, like, these little dirt hills, and I was like, oh! Like... <laughs>
1: Mountains! And I'm like freaking
0: out, you know, this kind of stuff. I'm, I swear, I have like one of those little like wind-up cameras and I'm taking pictures of the dirt hills, you know, I'm like, so beautiful. You know, my mom's crying, you know, it's like, I'm dead serious. I'm like, this is not exaggeration, I promise. I still have the pictures, I like, mean, I can prove to you. And then we like start coming through the past and we're like winding through all these like enormous... Mountains and like my mom had to pull over because she's like, oh, it's so beautiful. And I'm just, I mean, like, I'm so serious, guys. This really did happen. And then I, I get into Colorado Springs and I'm like, awestruck at Pikes Peak and the mountains. And like, I'd never seen anything like this before. I mean, I barely left my town at this point, you know. And I'm just staring at all this stuff like, This is the most gorgeous place I've ever seen in my life. And then we go through Garden of the Gods and all that stuff. And I'm like freaking out. But then I come out here to go to school. And I start working all the time. And I start going to school all the time. And start doing all this kind of stuff. And i never forget the day that it happened. But I was driving to school. And it was... You know, I wish Tim Brown was here. I think he was here when it happened. But we were driving in my car, and it started, like, drizzling snow. Like, I mean, like, a little bit. Not much at all. And I'm like, Blizzard! Like, I'm, like, freaking out. And I'm, like, driving. And because the snow was, like, hitting my car as I was driving, it made me feel like I was in, like, Star Wars. So I'm like, this is so... And I'm, like, almost 20 years old. And I'm, like, freaking out. And Tim's just like, oh, God. Like, I'm... Uh, this is funny to you guys, but I didn't have a coat when I came out here. I had like a little jacket. That I had no I didn't have any of that stuff. And I'll never forget the first time I came outside and my car was covered in ice. I didn't have an ice scraper. So I'm like staring at my car like And honest to God, I had to call somebody. I and mean be like, do I just keep my defrost on until like well what do I do and they're like you get your ice scraper and I'm like what is an ice scraper like what I'm like, I know this sounds all fun but I'm so like I said for one I'm not that bright and for two like I really I had no idea and so I'm driving to school and it's all like snowy outside and at first it was so cool that there was snow and that there was like all this stuff and I was like mesmerized by that and then it just kept getting cold and staying cold and always being cold. And I was like, I don't like cold. I don't know where I got in my mind that I thought cold would be cool and the snow was awesome. But I don't like any of it anymore. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know what's going on. And this this thing that I was absolutely mesmerized by at one point in time. I mean, I would just walk outside and just stare at the mountains like awestruck. I mean, I was dumb enough just to just go stand in the snow and just like let it touch me, like, there's snow everywhere. <laughs> I was mesmerized by it, I'll never forget I was driving to school, and you know, like, whenever the, the snow clouds come in and they cover the mountain and you can't see the mountains at all. Mm, sexy. I come, I, I, I drive, I'm driving to school and I'm noticing that you can't see the mountains at all, and I was, it was kind of weird that I was noticing it in my mind. And then I get to the school and I I park my car and when I looked at it, I was like, man, it's almost like the mountains aren't there. And then the Lord spoke to me and said, but they are. And I was like, I know. It wasn't that big of a deal. But because my mindset of those mountains because I've become numb to them, I became numb to like how beautiful and I became numb to like how majestic and how like, uh, like outrageously beautiful this place was it didn't change that the mountains were still there and they were full of glory and they were full of this absolute, amazing beauty. My concept of them, my perception of them changed. But they didn't move an inch. They didn't even change a little bit. So there's this vastness to God that we have not even we have not even glimpsed. And truth be told, we don't have the ability in ourselves where we are to even see them. Why? Because we are in and ever- Increasing glory. No. No. We have full acceptance. Everything that he has is totally ours. 100%. I believe that all in my heart. But you know, it's, it's, it's two different things. To tell somebody, or, or how about this? None of you are from my hometown. None of you. So if I told you how to get there, you would have an idea of what you were looking for because I've been there before. I can tell you how to get there. But it'd be way different if you were with me and I was like, "Let's go to my hometown." I could take you to every house I grew up in right now. We could get in the car and I can. I know the way home. I know how to get there. I'm just saying we could do it. I know how to get there. But if I were telling you how to get. Two different sources. So, so what am I saying? It takes someone to go to that place to properly lead someone there. Mm-hmm. That's why it was so important that Jesus came from heaven to earth. If we were going to walk into the fullness of our inheritance, we had to get it from somebody that already had it. Yeah. Come on. You know, you can't give somebody something you don't have. Mm-hmm. Does that making any sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Come on. I heard this story, Chris Wallinson told this story, and it, it jacked, you guys know how I like stories, and this one jacked with me. There's this guy, and he was really doing his best, I mean, like, he really was, like, you know, living and just trying to make things happen, but he wound up in debt, he wound up in $100,000 in debt. And he had a friend that was very wealthy and very wise with money, and he didn't, he had no intentions of this guy, like, giving him money, he wanted to sit and talk with him about, like, hey... You have money. How can I get out of the situation that I'm in? What is your wisdom in this situation? So he sits down with him, and he tells him the whole thing. And the guy's like, Look, man, I know that you didn't come to me because you wanted me to take care of your debt, but I really feel like I'm I'm supposed to help you. And he said, But I don't want to just write you a check for $100,000. I just really feel like the Lord wants to do something. Give me a week. Meet me here next Friday, and I'll tell you what we're going to do. So the guy goes home, and he comes back, and he's obviously pretty relieved. I mean, that's that's a lot of debt to be paid. And he comes back, and he says, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to give you $2,000, and we're going to meet every Friday. And after every meeting on Friday, I'm going to give you $2,000. Okay. So the the first, he says, I want you to be here at 2 o'clock every Friday. So the first Friday comes, he's there at 2 o'clock. Next Friday comes 2 o'clock. Next Friday comes comes 2 o'clock. And the guy was faithful every time. wrote him a check, $2,000 at the end of every session. And then after about the eighth time of doing this, he goes and he sits down with him. And the guy says, you know what? I've decided that I'm going to pay off your debt. Writes him a check for the difference. Everything he knows. And he says, but will you still meet with me next Friday? That's the gospel. We had a debt that we needed to be paid. And it was just true. It was just a fact. There was something that needed to be taken care of for us, and that's true. We, we couldn't take care of it on our own. It wasn't possible. But the only one that could do it, did do it. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't the end. I've said this before, but Jesus did not come to pay our debt. He did, but that's not it. Because if he came and he paid our debt, forgave us what was owed, that's not grace. How many times have you heard someone say we had a lot of grace in that situation? Somebody screwed up and we had a lot of grace in that situation. That means you didn't kill him. (laughs) But when you forgive somebody that did something wrong to you, that's not grace. Grace is blessing them that curse you. So Jesus comes and He pays for our sins. That would have been great. You know what? I would have been good with that. I'm going to heaven. He's not mad at me anymore. My sins are forgiven. That that in itself, He left heaven to come to you. That's not why He came. That's what we focused on for so long. But the truth is, is that we're moving into a season where the things that were unseen Are now about to be seen. The things that we couldn't behold. We're going to behold. Because he came and he died for us. He paid for our sin. But then. He said. You received it in heavenly places. Everything I have is now yours. He forgave us. And then he gave us everything he had. There is a. This, this season we're walking into. The season of death. We already have absolute access to it. Jesus paid for that. We have total access. It's right here. But there are things in our heart so deep. This kingdom is so vast inside of us. And it's always Growing. Why, does his, why do we have to have an increasing glory? Because He's always increasing. Of the increase of His government and His authority, there will be no end. Why do we have to have a progressive revelation? Because He is growing. His dominion is growing. His fullness is growing. Was He full and complete? Yes, now He's more full and complete. He's full and complete and getting bigger. How could God get bigger? Because He's God the heavens cannot contain him that means the place that he designed to house his presence can't contain him he outgrows his own creation so the truth is is the words that are inside of you the promises that are inside of you the glory that's inside of you it's growing tomorrow is going to be better than today there was a glory that passed away on Moses, and now we carry a glory that is ever increasing. I'm not going to go into a whole, 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 whole bunch of this because I want to talk about it in a lot. But, guys, the original plan now, Eden was a place, but it was a place that was meant to expand. Think about this there was no death in the creation, we were never meant to die. So what did that mean? That earth was meant to expand. Right? If we're not going to die, then this world will be very, very populated. No one ever died. There there was no death. Death was a result of the fall. That means that this earth was at one time an eternal place. It is now passing away because of the fall. Right? Mm -hmm. Through Jesus, there's now going to be a new Jerusalem, a new heaven and earth. So what did that mean? That Eden was meant to expand. Because the place they were seated in, in a garden of His presence and pleasure, they were never called to leave that place of presence and pleasure. They were only called to expand it. Mm-hmm. They were supposed to have a generation of people born in His presence and pleasure. A people born in His overwhelming, absolute acceptance and creation. Now, we have the idea now, I think, and we're learning a lot more in the church, the idea of adoption, but we forget that we were created. He created us for good works. He created us. We're predestined for glory. That means from the start, we were meant for greatness. A generation of people born in this presence of pleasure that was meant to expand. Now the greatest thing about it is, is now that eternal Eden, that presence of pleasure that was called to expand, that was called to grow, that was called to populate, that was called to be fruitful. Now we don't just live in it, it lives in us. The fullness of His his pleasure, the fullness of His acceptance, the fullness of all of that, the fullness of Eden, the fullness of the plan of God no longer just surrounds us. We now not just live in it, it lives in us. Yes, guys know what I'm saying? Yeah. Sam said this earlier, and I posted it on Facebook this week. But the truth is, the night that I found out that Jesus' life, his glory, who He was. The night I found out it was true, it didn't change. Just because I accepted Him, nothing changed in His life. He was still the same. He was the same kind of glory to God. I changed not. He was Jesus, fully glorified, fully powerful, fully alive, before I ever accepted Him. However, when I accepted, the life and glory that I carry changed dramatically. I really believe there's a death, an overwhelming death that is calling out to us. It's already there. The difference is going to be us realizing that I heard Chris Wallinson say this the other day, and it cracked me up. But you're standing on stage, you know, and they're at this leadership advance where thousands of people from all over the world have come to Bethel. And they're there for one reason they want to sit under what's going on there, they want to listen to all these leaders at this place. all the leaders of this amazing church. And they want to sit under their wisdom and they want to learn and glean and all this stuff. And he stood up and he says, I have no idea why I'm here. And I have no idea how this happened. He was like, I was a mechanic 20 years ago. And my only dream was to have the best auto repair shop in my city. Like that was my lifelong dream. He was like, Danny Silk was a social worker with no money. He wasn't an author. He wasn't a pastor. Bill Johnson was the pastor of a church of 200 people. Nobody knew who he was and nobody knew the city that he lived in. Paul Manowar was a prison governor in England. He was like, I don't know how this happened. But I believe in it. Because it has. There's a depth that we're walking into. A life that's already there for us. A glory that's already there for us. But it's something that we haven't seen yet. And I think when we start realizing that it's there, that things really are possible. that's when going to start happening. Does that make sense to everybody? Yeah. Now, I don't want anybody to think that this is all about your thinking. No, I'm talking about things happening that you didn't know were possible. Yeah. You know what? it's okay that God surprises you? Yeah. When's the last time you've been surprised by God? Look, because the truth is is that abundantly above anything that you ask or think, that's what He wants to give you. So if you could even think about it, you didn't receive the fullness of it. Yeah it's time that we start being surprised again at who He is. You know what? I'm surprised at myself a lot. I'm definitely surprised at some of my friends. I know. I mean, and they're surprised at me. I mean, like, a lot of you guys, I've known for a long time, and you're not who you were. I mean Cheney. I mean, I mean like two weeks ago, he got up and I almost fell over when he started speaking. And I remember not that Cheney. <laughs> <laughs> he started standing up here preaching with so much authority that man. I remember one of the first time Isaac ever led worship for me. He was like, "I'm gonna be dead honest with you, man. I do not want to be here." And like, Thanks. You know, I mean, I was. I, and of course, I'm thinking because there's gonna be like two people there, and he's upset. And he lifts up his shirt, and he's like, no, I kind of went out last night. And there's, like, like markings all over his back, like Sharpies, and all kinds of stuff. And he's like, so if I can uh, cut, it a little, cut it a little early. And, like, <laughs> and did you, were you guys here during worship? I mean, that was incredible. Hmm. Jeremy was dying of liver failure two years ago. Guys, from, there's a death that we're coming into. And the greatest thing about it is it doesn't matter where you are now good. or where you come from. I got a list of people in the Bible that, that couldn't make it because of where they came from. Ended up changing the world. Jesus was born in a morning. He was a bastard. He knows shame. And to hide out because everybody wanted to kill him. You know what? It doesn't matter where you start. So with all of that, <laughs> that's what we're going to be coming into in the upcoming weeks. <laughs> I'm so serious though. Next week, guys, Nathan is going to tear the house down. And he's super freaking funny too so like Glory. I'm super excited for him to come in and, and just tear the house down so tell all your friends you guys will be here at 658 it's going to be really really good um, we have some changes coming up here at Coles just to be honest with you. and now this is something I just need to share with you guys um, because I mean I'm 24 and I've been doing this since I was 19 um, and most of my team is around that same age and so we are coming into a season right now where there's a lot of older people that want to start calling this church. But because we started as a youth group, and at one time this was a youth group, so we were trying to do things like a youth group. I mean, it was like two months ago that we finally got the ping pong table and like foosball table out of here. And maybe one day we'll have them again, I don't know. But as of right now, as of right now they're gone. And there there's just some changes coming up because we're coming into a new season as a family and as a house, and it's really just going to be awesome. But you know what? This house is growing up. Well, you know, it's not a baby anymore, and it's 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 starting to want to do things that we're going to have to change our mindsets and our perspectives because Pulse is growing, mm-hmm. and this thing that really, really was not something that anybody ever would ever want to come to is really starting to gain some influence. And, um, also, we're on the radio right now. You guys have you guys heard that yet no. yeah like pulse is on the radio right now insane I know crazy right I don't know how either <laughs> anyway, yeah. yeah so theres you know there's really cool stuff happening guys and um anyways I'm so glad that you guys are here to be a part of it and there is a lot of stuff taking place and um I want to honor you guys so much for being here and being a part of this and Uh, We had a word come out not long ago, and we have our staff meetings on beanbags, those big glorious beanbags (laughs) over there, and uh, big comfy couches and stuff. I used to try to be really formal, and we had this big table, but the beanbags are just cooler. (laughs) So so we have our staff meetings on beanbags, and we had a word come forward, I think it may have been Josh, I don't remember. Um, They said, you know what, and and I've asked everybody to do this before, and and I really try to do this as much as I can at you know guys, fame is not a beautiful thing. And it's, it's not it's not what you're after, it's not what you're looking for. I think it was Jim Carrey, I think I saw it on Facebook, he said, I wish everybody could get rich and famous and so they would realize that this isn't the answer. Fame is not a beautiful thing, and if you read through the Bible, favor is gonna do nothing but get you in trouble. It brings a lot of added pressure in your life. It's a glorious thing. You have to have it to get accomplished, the greatness that's on the inside. You've got to have fame. But you know, fame is not a glorious thing. But I want everybody that's in this house, that has a part of this house, this house has your heart, to just take a second and remember this time. We were sitting around having our staff meeting, and Josh says, guys, I know we've heard this word so many times, and it's just to despise and unsmoke it. But there's gonna come a day where we're like, man, I wish we could just go back to we were just sitting around in the that and telling inappropriate jokes at staff <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you know what, guys, the momentum of this house, if you haven't felt it, you will. There's just things happening. And this house is about to go through some transformations and some changes and stuff, and I want everybody to just kind of take and I hope that you know, 10 years from now, a lot of you guys are here to remember this. But anyways, in saying all that, I want to pray for you guys really quick. I really just want to honor and bless you guys for coming here tonight. I mean, I know, like, like I said, sometimes there's, there's been many times that if I was not the pastor, I would have stayed at home and I would have <laughs> watching Netflix. So I, I do, I totally honor you guys for being here. And just thank you so much. So I just want to pray for you guys really quick. And just bless you. Holy Spirit, thank you, thank you Thank you Thank you Jesus, I just speak to the vastness of your kingdom and I say come alive Come alive right now I speak to all the, the parts that nobody's ever seen before and I just speak life over them now? Jesus, I pray over everybody's heart in this room right now. That the Holy Spirit that dwells so strongly in all of us will just awaken right now. Arise, arise, arise. Arise, arise, arise. Holy Spirit, we bless you for what you're doing in our hearts. Bless you for the peace you gave us here tonight. God, thank you so much. Holy Spirit, I speak of awakening to all the dreams that have been lost in this room. The ones that have been let go. Forgotten about. I pray that right now that everyone would have something impossible growing inside of them. I pray for the assignments that are in this room right now. And I just speak fulfillment. Jesus. Jesus. You know, I don't... I, I, I don't really know how to do this but um, I've had this word kind of stirring in my heart Now I don't I don't even want you to come forward or raise your hand or, or, or whatever but um, can I just have everybody bow your heads really quick please thank you guys for doing that just keep your eyes closed I just I want to honor whoever this is because it's going to take a lot of courage for them so if, if you could just close your eyes um, and just try, I just, I just want to honor whoever this person is um but anyways, I got a really really strong sense that um there were this and this could be multiple people I don't know. Um but I got a really strong sense that there is someone here that was very very wrongly sexually abused. Um and it caused a lot of pain. Um and it it it, it brought you into um I'm like, like you did a lot of things because of that pain, you acted out of that pain a lot and because of that you you feel kind of filthy and dirty and um, like you would never be clean enough um, because of the things that you did and there's a lot of shame attached to it Um, and if that's you, would you just look up at me? Bless you. That's amazing. That's incredible. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Alright, you guys can buy your heads, your heads What we're going to do right now is we're going to just speak over that because you know what the truth is? Is that stuff doesn't get to hold on to you. He doesn't get to hold you down anymore at all. There's freedom in this place right now. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Father, right now in Jesus' name, I just thank you that you're touching the deep parts. And I bless the courage of everyone, everyone in this room. And if everybody could just, if you could just pray, I mean, you're not going to know who it was. You're not going to know who raised raised their heads, all that kind of stuff. But if you could just pray right now with me, I mean, just begin to speak this life over these people. You know how much courage it takes to do that? To expose that? But you know, what? when there is exposure, there is always conception. That right now there is healing being birthed. And everyone that lifted up their eyes and looked at me, that courage is being honored right now. In Jesus' name. The Holy Spirit, right now I bless all of those that have the courage to stand up and look at us. And then the ones that didn't, Father, I just bless them now. And I take the root of the pain and the torment and the stuff that that has caused so much anguish in their lives and I just say no. The exact same way that you cursed the fig tree and you said no more. The exact same way that you said you will never bear fruit again to that fig tree. I say that right now in the hearts of everyone that looked up. You will no longer bear fruit. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you have truly washed us white as snow. Devil, right now, you don't get to bring shame to us anymore. You've been vanquished, destroyed. Holy Spirit, I thank you for your peace right now. I I really feel right now, I feel like an angelic presence, which is something that I do not say, like I'm not all angel happy, like I'm serious. Like I feel an angelic presence right now. There's healing taking place in this room right now. There's a lot, wow, that's a lot of peace. That's really, really good. Holy Spirit, I just speak filling right now. Filling right now, in Jesus' name. I pray right now that um, those that that needed this right now, they needed this this healing, this touch right now, I pray that, that the Holy Ghost sleeping bag just covers them up, that you would wrap them so tight in your warmth and in your embrace, that you would hold them so close. That your tangible glory would just surround them, encompass them, wrap them up. The embrace of the Father that makes everything alright. In Jesus' name, bro. In Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, I thank you that we are new. Every day. I pray that this this, this what's taking place right now, I just pray that it goes deeper. It goes deeper. Holy Spirit, I bless and I honor every single person that's in this room. And I just thank you so much for their courage. And I thank you so much just that they would come and be a part of this family, God. I just thank you that you glorified this house to the point where people actually want to come. Father, I just I speak that now. I just speak to the embrace of family. And I thank you, God. I thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus, for just who you are. And being that awesome to us, just because love. In. in Jesus' name, Father, just bless everyone. I thank you so much. I pray that the depth of your affection would echo in our hearts this week. That this pursuit of who you are would just echo and follow us this week. That we would be able to escape it. That in the night you would take us to the depths of your affection that in the daytime and at any point in time, God, this week, that you would just cap- like captivate us in your hope and who you are. And Jesus, we love you so much. Oh, great. You've been so good to us. And we we'll bless you in this place. Thank you, Father. Amen. Would you guys give somebody a big hug or something? I just feel all, oh, yeah. love you.